This is In Focus, the weekly public affairs program from KTBB and the Team Sports Radio, featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. Good morning, I'm Lonnie Johnson. Welcome to another episode of In Focus. Heard weekends on KTBB 97.5 FM and KRWR, the Team 92.1 FM. Join us each week as we interview those who help Tyler and Longview residents make life better. And as always, you can reach out to us at ktbb.com slash infocus for any thoughts on the show or any opinions on anything. Uh, today, I have the pleasure of speaking with Tammy Branch and Kathy Davidson, both of MAD, that's Mothers Against Drunk Driving, a fantastic organization. Thank you. And I welcome you two ladies aboard. Thank you. Thank you. It's good to be here. What are we going to talk about today uh, as it pertains to uh, drunk driving, buzz driving? Uh, gosh, we've got new ones in states where they've legalized marijuana. you got high driving. So uh, let's just begin uh, where you want to begin, Tammy. Oh, leave it on me. <laughs> I can't help That's you okay. out. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna let Kathy go over our new campaign that okay. we're running because she's she's had more time to research it than I have. Okay. All right. So for 36 years, we did a program called Taiwan on for Safety, um, and that's the one where you have the little red ribbon that you we used to in the 80s tie them on our antenna, but now we don't have antennas anymore. So we have magnets that you can stick to your car, and and it's just to remind people to use a designated driver or a ride share or something like that. So basically, what we want people to do is if they decide to celebrate with alcohol or other substances that they also uh, plan for plan while they can and make sure that they have a sober way home so that's ride share public transportation um, or a sober friend uh, but our new campaign um, that we just started this year is called to get there and basically it's people taking a pledge that they are going to be um, a sober driver um, or they're going to use a ride share or if they're hosting holiday parties that they will offer um, alcohol free um, beverages for those that are driving home and just being a responsible host um, so the statistics they we have are that there are 21 million chances that you or a loved one could encounter a drunk driver on the road this holiday season. Um, so we know the holidays are supposed to be full of love, laughter, lasting memories, but it's actually one of the most dangerous times to be on the road. Um, I saw a stat that was just blew me away. Two in three yes. of us mm -hmm. will be involved in a drunk driving accident. So that that uh, includes, I guess, us being drunk and us being hit by drunks. Right. Yes. Seventy-five percent chance is what that is. Yeah. That's Great. insane. It. Uh, now I've never. Uh, <laughs> I don't want to start something bad here, um, but it, it, that's almost hard to believe that it would that would be that prevalent. And then I looked up uh, Texas, and we do horrible. We do. Like we're in the we're just outside the top ten. That's right. I, th I think we're what thirteen in uh it out of 50. Mm -hmm. so it, it it's really incredible and as, as the holidays come up you, you mentioned uh parties okay so that that's on everybody's mind um as a host 
what's something you can do at a party because you want you want your friends to have fun you want them to relax you want them to revel um, of course now we're in the time of uber so that right. helps things a little bit so she has some strategies but from my own experience um, of going to a corporate party um, have somebody at the door making sure that everyone has a way home that's safe um, so just have that conversation hey do you have a ride home and if not they call and they pay for the uber um, and just make sure because you don't want to be responsible for someone mm -hmm. getting in a crash on their way home from your house that would ruin the holidays for everyone right are there any uh you could give away breathalyzers uh, those handheld breathalyzers as party favors maybe they, they actually do sell those they okay. do sell those i don't know how accurate they are but they do sell them okay um you know something else is is for the guests that don't drink alcohol they can plan activities like party games or door prizes like you just said that don't involve alcohol uh, they can offer fun non-alcoholic beverage options by creating a hot cocoa bar we had one of those at my nephew's wedding um, a custom coffee bar set up or an, an ice cream soda option uh, they can provide food because food while it doesn't stop you from getting drunk it takes you a little bit longer to get there and do mocktails kathy recently did mocktails was it mocktails for a cause uh mocktails for the holidays for yeah we just, those are extremely yeah. popular yeah. Uh, some of my family members drink those they're uh, uh extravagant mm -hmm. over the top mm -hmm. and alcohol free yes. yes so you feel the rudy tooty fresh and fruity yeah, you know vibe that you get when you're doing right. that but you don't uh which has been uh, my dad is a, a teetotaler doesn't drink and so he uh he would open a beer at a party and just hold the beer so people would leave him alone <laughs> you know yeah, because at yeah. parties a lot of times uh you ask get asked all the time you, you okay you need a drink if you're at a party you know you, you fine yeah. you, you okay you sure and having that as a buffer or a mocktail uh, no one's going to ask to taste your mocktail right Absolutely. so um, it's a good way to just kind of relieve the peer pressure of it all mm -hmm. so the majority of my job is educating teens and then their parents on um, the dangers of underage drinking and substance use um, so one thing that I thought was really smart of my daughter um, she's 20 she would go to a gas station before she'd go to a party and pick out like a Dr. Pepper or Mountain Dew and same thing she would carry that around so then if people offered her alcohol, she could say, well, I already have this drink. This is my drink. This is what I prefer. And so it's a good way, again, to deal with that peer pressure and to not feel like you, you're missing out because you you're drinking something, but you just don't need that alcohol. I think this would be a, a, a very good topic for us to spend a couple of minutes on. So you gotta, you've got your college kids. Um, uh, people have different ideas of how they want to approach uh, young adults beginning to drink especially I think sometimes if I had a daughter uh, even more so I would never want that daughter to go away to college uh, get in a situation where she had never been exposed to anything before and then tragedy happened um, so wh what can we do I mean obviously you don't want your college kids doing it period um, but are, are there things we can look for with them to help them along 
So a big part of it is educating them. Um, a lot of the kids don't know that their brain is still developing until 25 years old. Girls um, too or just guys? It's everybody. Oh, I thought it was just guys. We had the cortex <laughs> no, issue. I know. Yeah. Okay, no. it, it develops from the back to the front, um, girls and guys. Mm. Um, and so if you put alcohol in your body before your brain is mostly done, then it actually can affect, um, you're more likely to drive drunk as an adult if you've started before 21, as well as you're more likely to have a substance use disorder. Um, the earlier you start using alcohol or marijuana or whatever substance, the more likely you are to have an addiction problem as an adult. Mm-hmm. So really, we encourage parents to talk to their kids, say, hey, I love you so much. I want the best for you i want you to have the best future i really want you to wait until 21 where your brain can handle that alcohol a lot better and you're able to make smarter choices um and so that's kind of what i've done with my child and so far it's working um and so she she's just a smart kiddo and she knows that if it's harmful uh, I, I don't disagree. Uh, obviously, I, I, I'm, I'm kind of unique uh, on a lot of fronts as far as my opinions uh, go. Uh, and, I, and I noticed the highest rate of DUIs is between 26 and 29. So it's really after college. I think when they're feeling the most uh, invulnerable, you know, they just feel yeah. like they, they can do anything. They're bulletproof. They've just gotten out of college, maybe, or just gotten situated in that first job they've gotten. And some of that is because they've set up those they've started drinking early and so it's an expectation like they drank a lot in college and then they continue that in their adult life well that's good so uh i guess we could also talk um about the fact that matt has seen a 50 percent reduction in deaths since 1980 yes so i started thinking about that number and numbers are kind of fun to you know delve into so we were a much less populated country in 1980 than we are now exponentially more now and so if we've cut that number of drunk drivers in half that's really a much larger statement Mm -hmm. than just saying you know the number of drunk drivers uh was cut in half since 80 it's actually uh, it's just very different. So what do you think? Do you think the awareness, the education has played a part? I, I think it has played a part. I also believe that, that the laws, the changing of the laws and, and getting new things in there so that people understand there is a consequence to their action. A lot of people um, way back when intoxication manslaughter was it it was a DWI basically and it wasn't until they deemed it a criminal offense a death that people started becoming prosecuting or prosecuted under that and I think making the offense one where they actually had to serve time uh, was a great deal however intoxication manslaughter in the state of Texas is a probationary offense if you've had no alcohol or drug priors no convictions prior to that. It's a probationary offense. And so. Which is actually uh, a more stiff penalty than uh, negligent homicide, isn't it? It's actually about the same. The, okay. the difference is whether or not, I think, and I, may, I could be wrong, but um, I believe the difference is where the enhancements come in. Okay. So. The enhancements? Yeah. Well, driving under the influence of alcohol versus not being under the alcohol. Oh, okay. Okay. So, For sure. 
But, I mean, intoxication manslaughter carries a a term of 2 to 20 in prison. Um, But, again, it's a probationary offense if you had no priors. Well, it's it's such a tough call. I I think that these people, obviously, if you're drunk, you should be punished. Um, I I wonder, I've always been on the side of, of, you know, the the legal limits, you know, where they are. Uh, I think I think Texas has a good legal limit. I think uh, if I'm if if I'm certainly at that limit, then I'm intoxicated. There's no question like I had a drink. But at the same time, I I would hope grandma could have a glass. Glass of wine. I don't want to be too Pollyanna about it, but Grandma could have a glass of wine at dinner, and if she had an accident, that it would just be an accident, not intoxication. But they would have to do all the breathalyzers and all the blood and and, and everything else. But it, it's just a it's a huge problem, and you guys have made uh, so much uh, difference in it. And I think I'm a good person to know that because I came of age in the '80s. Uh, I graduated in 1984. When a lot of the, did it start in Texas? It started in California. California, okay. I just remember a very when I was in school, and I ended up actually bartending here in uh, in Tyler. Um, there was a huge uh, mad presence and, and a big campaign against drunk driving. Mm-hmm. And it, you know, and, and until then, it, I don't know that it had the. I think what you've been successful at is certainly giving it a stigma. You know, like a shame, if you will, for for an act, and I I, I think that that's helped quite a bit. Have Have you seen the it, with the numbers going down? Have you seen a different approach by people to drinking and driving? I haven't. I haven't. Um, you, you said you gra- I graduated in '86, and so by the time I turned. 18 it was no longer legal for me to drive or to drink well i did the same thing i went through it it was then it was 19 then we got to and then they took it away it was 21 it was a mess so when when mad was first created it was created as mothers against drunk drivers so you know at some point the light bulb went off on somebody's head and they said hey we're against the act not the person Mm. and that's when they changed us to mothers against drunk driving now you still get people who i remember the difference a little bit because it would show the the guy behind the jail uh, on the commercials and yes. stuff at first. Okay. And and that's what we try to explain to them. It's not that we're against that person individually. It's that we're against the act itself. And that's what we want to prevent. Nobody's, we're not trying to take away anybody's right to drink. Anybody that's over the age of 21 and can legally consent to do it. But what we want to do is make sure that everybody knows that by them getting out and drinking and driving, there are consequences, and it's not always going to be just a DWI or just a DWI or a DUI. It could be intoxication assault. It could be intoxication manslaughter. That's the kind of things that people need to think about, and so many times we don't think about that. Well, I, I think what also a lot of people don't think about is uh, the lack of control of uh, the amount in a drink. Um, and that's completely up to the bartender or the host. Mm-hmm. Uh, at home parties, again, I was a bartender for years. So at home parties, I know like a, a regular drink is easily a double. Mm-hmm. And that's just not on purpose, just you're got 13 friends waiting, you're digga, 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 you know, and it's on. So two of those would be like five or six drinks mm-hmm. and all of a sudden you're not somebody that drinks but you're at a party you're you're kind of getting carried away you're laughing you're doing whatever and you're not paying attention um what uh, or at a bar 
and the bartender free pours or you know takes the shot One glass two. and then you know does this and uh well there was a there's been a couple of there's been a restaurant close in town because of this i think another one was sued because of this so it, is there a way for us to to be aware are there what what are the signs that we're getting like we've had we've been overserved some physical signs that we that Slurring is this a line of question you don't want to go down? No, 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 no. Okay. This is uh, slurring of speech, uh, unsteadying gait when you get up. <laughs> and then um, uh, there's just multiple, multiple things. Your vision is affected. Um, there's a lot of things that go into it. Now, uh, I understand that. But at, at a party, those are sub subtle things. You know what I mean? Like, your vi- like you would have to, I think I would have to be pretty intoxicated for my vision to you know, me notice it like, wow, I, I shouldn't drive. I can't see you. Um, right. so, so are there any, should, is, is it best just maybe not to drink that much at Christmas parties? Just, just have one cocktail and a mocktail the rest of the night. Or So we, we have a campaign, um, that we're partnered with Budweiser, um, the NFL, as well as Uber. And that campaign is decide to ride. So their whole thing is you can party, you can celebrate, uh, but do not drive. So if you don't drive your car to the bar or to your friend's house, you can't drive it home. So use Hmm. that ride share service, um, decide to ride instead. So that way you're not having to like monitor who's making your drinks or how trying to count how many drinks you've had but you just you already know i have a safe way home and then they can do it on how they feel they can well well, the bonus is also uh not only do you get home safe but you don't act like an idiot right i mean that's like a double win in a lot of cases at these holiday parties and and so is what are the biggest drunk driving days of the year are they new year's eve oh gosh clearly so one of them is actually the Wednesday before Thanksgiving. So we've passed that, which is good. Um, the they, Wednesday before yes, Thanksgiving. Yes. Um, apparently, yeah, a lot of people because I guess their family's coming into town. I don't know, but okay. um, yeah, cause a lot of us to drink. <laughs> they get off work on that Wednesday and they just go to the bar. But it's it's known. Uh, wow. They call it Blackout Wednesday for that reason. Um, and so yeah. Um, but so luckily, um, I haven't heard of any crashes in our area on that day. So mm-hmm. we, we made it successfully through that. Um, another one, of course, is all those holiday parties. But New Year's Eve is one of the ones um, that we have to watch out for. Um, typically, between um, 2 and 3 a.m. is the most dangerous part. But, you know, drunk drivers can be out at 7 a.m. in the morning. You just never know. Yeah, to some of you out there, whether you drink or not, it's still dangerous uh, because of the people that did. Uh, One of my old friends, who's no longer with us anymore, but he had some issues, and he he would tell me that the thing not to do is to take back roads because all the drunks take back roads. 
And there are right. two lanes. They're hoping and, not to get caught. Well, yep. correct. But when you do that, you put yourself, so if you just are trying to be a little shady and you're like on the edge or something, realize that you're putting yourself in considerable danger doing that because now you're kind of taking the behavior of someone that uh, is out there really trying to evade arrest. And and the police, they, the are the checks, are the stop points, are they, I haven't seen them in forever. Are they legal? Do they do them anymore? So in Texas, we are not allowed to have a sobriety checkpoint. Um, so it's not legal. So, But what we do instead is a saturation patrol. Um, and so that means we have designated officers that drive around hot spots um, in East Texas looking for those impaired drivers. Um, so... That's, Would the loop be a hot spot? There are several hot, yeah, the loop, Broadway, um, okay. old Jacksonville, Frankston Highway. There's quite a few um, that are around town. Um, if anybody is interested, they could look up articles with TxDOT. Um, they collect all that data for us. Um, and so they have done several stories um, in the last couple of years about where the hot spots are in our in Tyler specifically. But I mean, of course, we're seeing uh, drunk driving crashes and. I mean, I saw your timer on your site, which, by the way, is mad.org. It's M-A-D-D.org. And you have these timers. Like, in another minute, there's going to be a DUI crash. Mm -hmm. In another hour, there's going to be a fatality. Um, And, you know, I'm sure the Texas thing is going like a, a, you know, (laughs) Rolodex machine. But um, that... That's a little nuts that uh, there would be that many that you could set up a timer and just have it oh, yeah. clicking yeah, well, off like that. It, every 79 seconds, someone is killed or injured by a drunk driver in the United States. So every 79 seconds. I believe it's every 45 minutes, someone is killed. Are there worse spots within the state? Like are, is, are the metro areas... I mean, obviously, there'd be more stops yeah, because there's more people, Houston. so it's just a mathematical equation. Yeah, but. Houston, Austin, um, and a big issue we have right now is that law, all law enforcement agencies don't—they don't have enough people working for them doing those um, saturation patrols. So, a lot of drunk drivers are out there, and they're not always able to stop them before there's a crash. Um, so what we hope that people will do is if you see someone that is swerving in and out of their lane or they're going really slow and then speeding up, um, if they would call um, 911 and just report it um, because they could save someone's life because then that police officer that's on duty who might be in another part of Tyler, they can come and then they can arrest that person. That's what we want. We want them to either decide not to drink and drive, which is the best idea. <laughs> but if they are, we want our law enforcement agencies to to pull them over and take them in. Um, and hopefully that deters them from doing it again. Um, because, oh, it should. It, it, yeah, it, it, it for should. For those of you who don't know, and I've never gotten one, but th- those of you who don't know, a DUI changes your life dramatically in the short term. Uh, in the long term, a uh, little, but in the short term, in a five-year period, uh, gosh, between the court fees, um, you're going to have to get an attorney. Mm-hmm. Um and it's just, I think, like 10,000 or something, yeah. they said, is, is like First a nice round yeah. number for yep. like 10,000. 
Well, and why don't we tell young 10, people? I just want to say it yeah. one more time. Oh, $10,000 when you're headed uh, from a party at Holly Tree uh, to your house over it's, in the Azalea it's District. Not worth it. It's not worth 10 grand. Or hurting somebody, honestly. Right, absolutely. Because then you have to live with, well, I made that choice and then I caused that harm to someone. Um, That's a lot to put on a person, um, but that was your choice. Uh, But as far as young adults, we even explained to them um, that it can affect your job um, because a lot of jobs, good jobs, they do background checks. And if they do, if you have a DWI, you may be out of luck. Um, And so it's really important to think about what the consequences could be uh, before you make that decision. Which also, it's not for you guys to to understand, it's not just DUIs. Uh, There's a point where you're impaired before you're drunk. And that's a legal shady area uh, that the prosecutors can work if they want to, especially if there's been an accident, there's been some egregious act. But just so you know, you don't, just because you're not quote unquote drunk, doesn't mean you you still need to get behind the wheel. As a matter of fact, I'm telling you right now, if if you go to a party over the holidays, Uber Uber there, um, get a friend. We had a we had a a, a designated driver on retainer to go to. Uh, we would go we would go to the Shreveport Independence Bowl uh, every year, and we would get a, rent a big passenger van, like 16 of us, and then we would have a designated driver that picked us up so we could do you know and, and revel and enjoy it all, um, and it worked out flawlessly. Never uh, you'll never have a problem with a designated driver. It right. just won't happen. Well, they're a professional driver, so they. If they do something wrong, they have huge consequences. But also, I mean, I wish that more like, I mean, because this is a season of corporate Christmas parties. I mean, half those corporations care enough about their employees that they offer uh, those those sober rides as a service because um, they want their employees to have a good time. But they also, I mean, don't want to have to worry about, is Jimmy going to make it home okay? Mm-hmm. Yes, and when Jimmy or Gene or Jenny mm-hmm. doesn't, it's heartbreaking. Mm-hmm. Um, as you know, uh, there's the the corner on Grande. Did you see? Yes. You know, see all these pictures everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's uh, guys, it, it it's a lot in in, in the holidays. And, and here in Tyler, honestly, that I've noticed, um, we really revel in the holidays. Like I'm, I'm in sales, not a lot gets done between Thanksgiving and New Year's in this town. Uh, we take off early. Uh, we go at the lake. We go have fun. And so I, I think for the population of Tyler, it, it's quite a celebratory community. It's very philanthropic. Mm-hmm. So there's all kinds of parties mm-hmm. like that, you know. And um, but uh, is there a, is there a number someone can call if they if they have an issue? But besides just going to the org, uh, mad.org? If if they're a victim that needs victim's assistance, they can call 903-534-6000 and ask to speak with Tammy. Typically what's going to happen is it's going to go to voicemail and then it'll send me an email and let me know. Or you can call, uh, I think it's 888. No, I need to look at my stuff. I'll let you get that number. Uh, yeah, one of the things I want to correct oh, wait, myself seven, on. Seven, uh, it's, help. 
877-MADD-HELP, H-E-L-P. Okay. Um, I wanted to correct a statistic I threw out at the beginning. We are not number 13 in the state of Texas. I think we're number three. We're number six. Oh, six. So we're firmly in the top 10, guys. Uh, not, not really a proud number uh, to be. Yep. Uh, th- some of the things that uh, MAD offers is emotional support, referrals, uh, information on education, uh, crimes, and victim compensation, uh, which is huge. I assist victims in filing for crime victims compensation. Uh, I am a, I'm considered what they call a fast track, which means I can submit everything electronically and monitor that as it goes through. Okay. And um, can you dive into that a little bit deeper? What, so you, you just are an agent for a victim? I I am the Senior Victim Services Specialist for East Texas, so I cover 29 counties. And what I do is deal directly with the victims. I go to court with them. I provide emotional support. I can talk to them, email them, however they want to communicate. I go to, like when I say I go to court, I usually sit through an entire trial. I go to hearings for them or with them, whichever they prefer. I can provide them with literature, books, all kinds of stuff. I can provide referrals to other agencies. If there's something I don't have, I can refer them to somebody that might have it. So, What, what a great... What a great job. Thank you. And uh, and I can tell you guys, if, if you're thinking about testing your luck, uh, this is coming from the only non-lawyer on my father's side of the family. Uh, the prosecutors will get you. Um, the, they uh, win campaigns by putting drunks away and, and doing stuff for drunks. And I'm not saying they don't need to do this, but I'm saying that's, that's how we want to reward them is we want to stop this behavior and they punish that behavior. So if uh, there's just really... I can't think of a good reason to risk it. I can't think of a a good reason for you to have your friends over and revel and then put them at danger as the... uh you know, the, 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 the crown to the evening. The, the most recent statistics we have by text daughter 2022. And in 2022, 11 people lost their lives just in Smith County alone. Statewide, we lost 1,163 people in 2022. So 1,000 people and 11 directly in Smith County last year. Yep. Uh, Tammy, Kathy. Thank you so much for coming in. I hope that uh, this interview helps somebody and makes them want to reach out. Again, the website is uh, mad.org, and you can go there. And I, I would suggest that you uh, check out that little calculator, that running calculator, because it's absolutely fascinating. Thank you all for joining us. This has been In Focus, and we'll see you next week. On KTBB 97.5 FM and KRWR, the team 92.1 FM. In Focus is a weekly public affairs program featuring members of the local community working to make East Texas a better place. In Focus is produced by KTBB and the Team Sports Radio. And we thank you for listening. Join us again next week.